Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Hi, Rudy Rodriguez here. Welcome to today's uh, episode of the High Profit Event Show. Today, we have a very special guest on with us, Ms. Uh, Annie Hyman-Pratt. Welcome, Matt. Great to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you, Annie. And, uh, you know, we go back a few years. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with you and your organization at A-plus Leadership uh, and the Mastermind Program. And uh, for our audience though, who haven't met you yet, I wanted to mention a couple bullets about your background. So if they're curious and they start to lean in when when you uh, when we interview, um, one, I know, Annie, that you have a background as a business consultant and a mentorship trainer of many leaders working with some very large companies and, and brands, including Hay House. Uh, but you also had your, your start in the family business, a small little business known as Coffee Bean and Tea Leaves <laughs> that uh, you and your family grew in the 90s until you sold it. Um, and since then, you've worked with many different businesses and you found that the common pain point has typically been around people. And, uh, and you built a whole training organization around developing the people part of a business. And you do have a unique a combination of experiences with finance, operation, executive leadership, and psychology and performance um, that just giving, have given you like a very unique perspective um, when it comes to the people part of a business. Um, and, and you also have been doing your own uh, virtual events, well, in-person event for many years, and you've coached many uh, high-level companies and brands with their organizations and developing their uh, teams, including their event teams, um, so that they could have excellent uh, events. So welcome and excited to, uh, to interview you today. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so maybe we could start, Annie, with telling maybe a little bit about your story. People always love to know a little bit about your background and kind of what brought you into the event space. And uh, yeah, we can just start yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I, um, I grew up kind of in a family business. My parents started the coffee bean and tea leaf in the 60s. And when they started, it was really all about selling pounds of coffee, just beans to take home and make. Um, and... Uh, that lasted all through the, the, the 60s, the 70s, most of the 80s. At the end of the 80s, there was what I think of as the coffee beverage revolution, meaning people really uh, got interested in having all the fancy Italian espresso drinks. And um, our company, the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, we uh, were the first ones to really invent the, um, the cold blender drinks, right? The ice blended mocha uh, it was, our, it was our, um, uh, our discovery. And we grew huge all during the 90s. Um, my dad had to retire right after I got out of college and I worked in, in um, uh, accounting for a little while. My dad had to retire. And so then I came into the business earlier than I probably would have and, and operated the business as the CEO all during the 90s. At the end of the 90s, part of the expansion, I took the business from seven stores to 70 stores and part of the expansion was doing some overseas licensing and our Southeast Asian licensee turned around and bought us at the end of the 90s. So 
Um, that was very unexpected for me. I, uh, I really wasn't sure what I was gonna do next. And so I did a lot of um, interim executive work because I, I wanted to, to see what other kinds of businesses were out there. I wanted to work with um, businesses uh, in, all, in really all different kinds of fields. And that experience was great. I thought I would do it for like a year or two and I ended up doing it for more than a decade being an interim executive. And what I got, what I found was that businesses could be very different for their strategy, for their, uh, how the operations really work, for, um, uh, oh gosh, marketing, finance, all of it could be pretty different. But at the end of the day, the people part was uniquely the same. Meaning that when you had strong, good people, who could really think about the business, who were um, uh, able to stay in a good place themselves, do good teamwork, the businesses thrived. And the, a business that had a great product, but not great people, they really struggled. So it just, it became clear to me that the people part was just more and more important. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that, uh, that background and uh, how you, uh grew the family business from 70 to 70 stores and, and then sold and and then went to work uh you know doing executive work for different businesses and you saw the common pattern unique uniquely different that um yeah the people part yeah. yes yes and it became such um an important part for me that um i i used to do a lot of uh consulting that was really around strategy and operations and um and i pivoted to doing much more around leadership development and team and uh organizational infrastructure so not infrastructure like computers but infrastructure like how do you do a strategic plan how do you do measurement and metrics right how do you do team meetings these were all things that uh, business owners, especially entrepreneurs, don't know going in. Uh, and I also found too, entrepreneurs are, they, um, I worked more and more with smaller and smaller entrepreneurs, meaning smaller and smaller businesses, not smaller people, but smaller businesses. And, uh, and for entrepreneurs, they get into business because they have a dream right? They want to impact the world. They want to have a, a lifestyle that is not, you know, not just a grind. Um, they want to make good money. They want to be in charge of their own future. Okay. So all of that's awesome. The thing that entrepreneurs don't want, but inevitably, if they want to have a business that grows, they have to have is no entrepreneur goes into business thinking, I'd like to have a giant team. <laughs> I'd like to have a lot of people problems. Um, you know, nobody, nobody goes for that. So the, the point of having people is so that they make your business better, stronger, that you can grow it more, that you get more free time. And that is something that humans are still the best to provide. Human beings, uh, as, as far as AI has come, it hasn't come far enough. Human beings are still the best um, you know, beings we have, the best workers we have to take in all different kinds of perspectives and information and make sense of it. 
So the example I like to give is that, um, you know, we've been working on, a Tesla has been working on a self-driving car for a long time now, and they still don't have one. It's still, you know, they still don't have one that could just ride on the road. In fact, a few weeks ago, one of their self-driving cars ran into an airplane. <laughs> so, so it's still, you know, and yet we can teach any 16-year-old how to drive. So we, so human beings still have this ability to think when there's so many different factors going on at once. A computer can play chess better than a human can, but a computer still can't, you know, drive as well as a as a human can. And there's so much of that about business. And I think especially for um, the people listening to this show that are uh, big in the event space, it's like, oh my gosh, talk about something that's people-centered. Everything's people-centered, right? It's like, you know, people are going to um, uh, do all the marketing. People are going to get the event filled. People are going to uh, uh, plan the event. People are going to deliver the event. People, the customers are people. <laughs> it's like, it's just... It's all, all about the people. And, um, and that is both a struggle and an opportunity. And I think that, that my, you know, my career has uh, really developed into um, taking the opportunity, you know, taking, getting much less struggle, much more opportunity because of having people. Mm, yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It's all, it all comes down to people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. it does. So uh, I'm curious, you know, um, our, our theme for today's episode is around how to build an A plus event team, right? And when you think of an event, even if it's virtual or in person, like there's the leader can't do it all themselves. At, at the least, they have someone that's managing the Zoom room for them, but there's oftentimes so much more going on. You said the marketing, the promotion, the people attending, um, you know, the, there's administrative work that needs to happen behind the scenes. There's a team that goes on behind the scenes of anybody who's an event leader. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit, like how to build that A-plus yes. uh, event team if someone doesn't already have that in place or wants to aspire to that? Yeah, totally, totally. So um, the very first thing to think about when you are going to stop doing everything yourself and start having people come help you is what, what kind of area, um, what kinds of tasks, but especially kind of grouped into an area, can I put together to have somebody else take responsibility for? So it's like for an event, you probably are gonna have um, one person who leads the planning. And by leading the planning, and maybe even they lead the whole execution, the, the physical execution of the event, if you're doing an in-person event, um, you know, they're going to plan ahead of time the, the, the menus, the room size, they'll negotiate the contract for the, the hotel, et cetera. They may be the main person to um, be, um, you know, working with the hotel. Okay, great. So if you have somebody who can do that part of the event, that's awesome. That's probably not going to be the same person who is going to uh, build all the landing pages or the <laughs> digital advertisements or whatnot. So it's like you want to first start thinking of the event as its own kind of mini business with functions. And each of those functions has roles in it, but each of those functions needs to have a leader. 
And they don't have to be, you know, when I think of a leader, it doesn't mean that they have to have a bunch of team members under them. It's a, what the definition that I hold for a leader is that a leader is responsible to work with themselves and others to achieve results, right? So an event planner has the responsibility of achieving a great result for their part of the event. And, and so the very beginning thing of, you know, of thinking about building your A plus uh, event team is what kinds of roles do I have? Like, what are the, the role categories? Probably things like planning, like marketing, like um, uh, technology, like um, uh, filling, a sales team. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of, of parts and you wanna be thinking of it not as one big jumble. But how can I organize these so that I can find people to take a, a part of it and really be able to hold that and deliver the result? Because otherwise, if you, let's say you don't do it that way and you end up keeping um, kind of all the decision-making for yourself, you end up um, wanting to, um, uh, uh, how would I say, be the one to delegate all the tasks to your team, the, the issue with that is that you, you won't, um, how would I say, you will get buried in having to do all the follow-up, all the tasking, all the figuring out if there's a problem, right? And it's just, it's just too much. We need people who can take a real responsibility, not just do some tasks that you tell them to. Yeah, this is really good, Annie. I remember being in classroom with you one time and you, you drew out this kind of functional uh, kind of diagram and breaking yeah. up you know a business into all these different sections and having these kind of where they meet but also where they have leads and then that, that memory always ingrained in me and like you say you got to think of the event in that context like hey what are the the different parts of the events and breaking into functions and having each function have a leader which is someone they may not have a whole team below them but they're responsible for the function like the exactly. planning marketing the technology yes it can be one part-time contractor it's not a problem, you know, you may have one part-time contractor who's responsible for the technology, great. Um, but we need that part-time contractor to be able to show up to, at, you know, the morning meeting with all of the leaders on the event day, for example, because it's your, it's your leaders that are gonna cross-function during an event. Yeah, can you speak to that a little bit more? Because I think that's an sure. important point, is like how to yeah. get your leaders, once, once you've identified your leaders and you have them on your team, Yes. How do you get them to cross-function at the event? Yes, exactly. So instead of you being like the hub of a wheel and everybody comes off the central entrepreneur, instead you want more of like a pyramid where people can um, work uh, directly across functions so that um, if I, you know, if I'm having an issue um, with uh, the door opening time of the event or whatnot. Um, and um, because the technology is not ready, it's like, I wanna be able to talk to the technology people. Like we, we, you want to have that kind of cross-functioning so that you don't have a, uh, whatchamacallit, like a, you know, a triangle, a game of telephone going all the time. And, and to the two people, 
two or three or however many are involved that are closest to the issue happening, those are the ones that need to solve it. And so we, we want that kind of cross-functioning going. And the way to have that going um, regularly so that in, in cases where you have an unexpected issue, it happens naturally, but the way to get that going regularly is to meet regularly with your team, right? With your cross-functional leadership team. So all those leaders start to get to know what's my part, what's your part. It's kind of like, um, you know, most small businesses, I kind of think of like a basketball team, right? Like there's five people out there, which kind of uh, signify the leaders. They each have different roles. They, you know, there's a game strategy. There's an outcome that they're going for. And even though they have roles and they know the outcome that they're going for, things happen on the court. It's not like they're playing all by themselves. Like there is, there's an opponent on the court. And so unexpected things happen all the time and they need to regroup and they need to replan and, and, you know, and talk about what's, what we should all do together. Yeah. I like that. I was recently working at an in-person event with one of our partners and it was a fairly large event. You know, we had uh, over 300 people in attendance and we had obviously many speakers, A-list speakers. We had MC, we had an audio team, we had a sales team, uh, which we're looking over. We had a registration team, we had a finance accounting team, we had, you know, we had all of these different people. And obviously, we had our, our actual host who, you know, was leading the event. And uh, one of the things that worked well is that we had uh, regular meetings leading up to the event yes. with the key leaders and making sure that we had checklists and we're clarifying and verifying what was needed. Um, even during the event itself, we had a full walkthrough, you know, yes. prior with the functional leaders. And each day, even each morning, there was a set time uh, where we would meet um, for each with the team. And it, like, it, it seems, it can seem like a little bit of redundancy at times, but I found that those regular meetings like really create that rhythm of communication and success that allow for yes. um, an event to go with a apparently seamlessly, but in fact, it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of leaders and a lot of teams moving in conjunction. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the, um, um, oh wait, what did you just, what, what did, what did you just say? Oh, the, that there's many, there's many people, um, uh, lots of moving parts, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, one of my uh, mentors once made a, a reference to like an event is like a duck that's on the water and it seems to be very still, you know, just yeah. kind of, but underneath the water, you have little feet that are pop, 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 oh, totally, <laughs> totally, yeah, for sure. And preparation, the reason you want to prepare as much as you can is because um, then when something does go not according to plan, you will be a 10 times better problem solver. It's like, if you don't plan, you don't have any sense of what changed, what's not working right here. It takes too long to diagnose a problem. If you don't plan, you too easily get thrown into chaos, more or less, chaos and crisis. And so the, you know, by having planning, by having structure, by Having people have, uh, you know, know exactly what to expect as the event goes is happening, 
Then when something happens that's unexpected, they recognize it quickly. They're able to figure out what the heck to do differently and do it. Yeah, super important to, to, to prepare. And, you know, and um, I think that uh, for new people kind of newly into events to, you know, not, uh, not beat themselves up for maybe planning things a bit late, because um, that's normal too. But, but for each time you do an event to get a little bit better, it's like the, you know, entrepreneurs, the most successful entrepreneurs, they they get the planning cycle to be a little lengthened each time. Because the more you plan into the future, and I don't mean years into the future, but I mean, you know, when I work with entrepreneurs, usually, you know, they're planning an event that would happen next week. And then, then the next one, they're planning it a month ahead. And then the one after that, three months ahead, right? And then suddenly, um, you know, they have next year's event dates already. And, and that's where you wanna get to, because then you can spend your critical thinking time, your, your real strategizing on the content, on how to do the marketing, not on, you know, on, on the parts that really matter, instead of at the last minute, trying to figure out where the food is coming from. Yeah, I've definitely noticed uh, some of the people that I've worked with, um, the ones that tend to have the best results are the ones who are most proactive with their dates and planning um, and, you know, and have their event planned out six, 12 months in advance and already on the dates are on the calendar, you know, goals are set and, you know, we're thinking long-term strategically towards that. Those are always the best and most enjoyable uh, because when we show up, you know, we've already planned for it so thoroughly that it's um, the, the heavy lifting has been done. Exactly. And, and nothing will go without a hitch. Like things change. I mean, we do, it is more like a basketball game. You know, we, uh, businesses and, and events happen in the real world, the unpredictable real world. There's, you know, there's, there's things that change all the time. And um, so we do need to be able to change, but um, the more we have structured and planned, the, the easier that is to do. Because yeah. chaos just shuts down your thinking altogether. Then you don't even have like teamwork anymore. Yeah, that reminds me of a, of a, of a bumper sticker tagline I learned from Keith Cunningham. It says, business opportunity without structure is chaos. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. So we do want structure. I think that's actually something that is kind of interesting because, especially for the event world, um, because... Um, you do want, you do need structure. You do need systems and process. You need all of that. You need checklists, right? You need scripts and you need, um, uh, you know, all the ahead planning, et cetera. Okay. You do need all that, but all that by itself is not enough. It's like, we need all that so that we can rely on it so that we can do our thinking and our performing on the things that matter. So, you know, if somebody's going to get on stage and um, and uh, make a um, you know an offer, at that moment we need them to be concentrating and really focusing on the offer, on getting a good result from the offer, not having spent the you know the first half of the day trying to figure out why part of the event's not running right. Right. We we need those things in place and people in place so that we can spend our thinking on the things that really matter. It's not that we're gonna not think. Systems and process, they are meant to take 
the thinking out or make it much easier. But at the end of the day, we do that so that we can actually have the best part of the human's mind. And that is for the, you know, the thinking, the creativity, the innovation, the, um, yeah, the influence, all of that. Yeah, I, I find that, that it does free up the, the mental space to think about the, the, the things that matter, the more creative things. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. Counter, it's counterintuitive. <laughs> yes, it is. It's counterintuitive. And, you know, and, it, and I think sometimes people can go overboard with systems and process, meaning that they're, you know, it's like they so want the stability of, of, of knowing that it's going to, things are going to get done the right way. Um, but you can't, um, because business keeps changing, because events and people and everything keeps changing, you, you can't ever nail that down completely. Like you are going to need thinking people. You just need, you need to have a balance of both. Yeah. 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 And one of the, you know, one of the things that I think is um, maybe interesting to talk about for uh, event leaders is that you can have, uh, we don't generally think of people's behavior as systematic or as, you know, uh, as, as something we can totally rely on unless they're following a process. But we don't generally think that we could have um, people all behave in the same way during a problem, like, you know, encountering an unexpected problem. But we can't, and uh, and I think of it as um, you know, like a, a basically as a as a prescription, a way to do the teamwork that's predefined. So let me give an example. Um, so let's say we're all working together. You know, I'm part of this cross-functional team. I'm working on an event with my other with my other team members. Okay, and I. I have in the back of my mind that I know that there's, you know, there's a high likelihood that we're going to have a problem with the hotel room uh, when, you know, uh, a few months ahead. Like, you know, we're, we are, we think it's going to be okay, but we're not positive if, if it's going to be okay. And I'm starting to get a, you know, an, an, a whiff of that. Maybe it's going to, maybe it's going worse than I, than we then we all understand okay so um naturally if you're me if you're annie you would not bring that forward to the team you would be thinking that's my issue i'll figure out how to solve that on the side i'll figure out how to just take care of it okay but knowing that that problem if it did happen and it impacts everybody okay so that is the opposite behavior that we want what we would want from Annie as a leader in that cross-functional team at that moment is to say, hey, here's what's going on. We may have a problem. I don't know. But if we do, here's some ideas for how I think we would solve it, right? If we don't, great. Here's the other way we'll, 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 uh, we'll carry it through. And, um, and um, all of that, we, we, we don't want me hiding that kind of information. We don't want me, because if I don't share it early enough and it actually turns into a problem, then we don't have time to solve it. And we don't, we don't have the awareness. We don't, 
we don't know who else on the team might run into something that is a much easier solve for the whole issue. Make sense? So that's the kind of behavioral process that we want our teams to be able to know and do. It's like when you work on this event team, you bring issues early. You bring them right away with potential solutions. Yeah, I like that. I like that philosophy of like, you, you come, if you see a problem, come with the solution. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Or even an idea for a solution. It's okay if you don't even have a full solution, but there's a big difference between like, you know, hey, this event may not work out at this hotel. If I tell that to my uh, leader, to my boss, right? And then they're in a place of like, oh no, what the hell does that mean? Then they're going to ask me 10,000 questions. But if I come from a place of like, hey, we may have a problem with the hotel room. Let me tell you a little bit about it. And I think if we did, here's what I think we could do to solve it. You know, um, here's another option that may, we may want to look at a different hotel. It's like we want to bring our leaders a basket of thinking, not just dump the problem in their lap. But we have to bring it. And that's one of the biggest issues in um, teamwork and leadership today is that you know, we have this idea that if I'm responsible, I will just solve it all myself. And that is the, um, the slowest way to solve things. It's the riskiest. Trying to do it all yourself. Yes. In isolation, yeah. not even yeah. exposing yourself to who else might have extra piece of information, who else might have some support for you. Yeah. Um I needed to hear that right now because there's many things that I'm still holding on to. I do my best to delegate the team, but the things I continue to hold on to, I'm like, no, I need to at least let it be known that I need some help. Um, yes, yes. Allow, allow for a team to step up. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you help them by doing that because otherwise, you know, by the time entrepreneurs say something that they need help, again, it's often just too late. And it's often going to make it just too stressful for the team, you know, and a team, uh, you know, uh, uh, the vast majority of teams can handle more information than you give them. And that will make them better thinkers. It'll make them yeah. better support for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Annie. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think there's been a really ter terrific uh, interview and, uh, you know, how to build an A-plus uh, team for your event and just understanding the people part, whether it's an event or not, you know, like you said, it's uh, uniquely similar um, across the board. And Annie, if someone's listening to this call or to this interview or watching this interview and they're an event leader and they're like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm recognizing that I need to build my team or maybe train my team yeah. um, to, to be more proactive and to plan further ahead or to bring, you know, solutions forward or to learn how to cross-functionally communicate with other, you know, leads or how to create that, those leads, all of that. If somebody is a leader and they're like, I want an A-plus event team, you know, how can they embark on that journey? You know, how can they learn more about you and your services and how can you support them? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh gosh, thank you for that question. Yes, so our company name is Leading Edge Teams. And so first of all, you can find us at leadingedgeteams.com. And um, because we are, um, uh, gosh, have recognized that this kind of leadership development is so scarce out there, 
and that um, smaller businesses cannot usually afford a, you know, a, a high powered consultant. We have a group program that's really great. It's called the A Plus Leader Development Program and Mastermind. And in that program, we teach all about leadership, all about um, teamwork, all about um, uh, how to do all of the infrastructure pieces of a small business, including an event team, right? Like how to do roles and responsibilities, how to um, set up your business so that you you can keep stepping into the more creative and innovative parts of it, the parts you really want to do, and how to develop others to do the rest. So that's that that program is uh, going into its eighth year. It's a fantastic program. We're really proud of it. And um, yeah, and you can find that at leadingedgeteams.com forward slash APL as well. It's the A plus leader development um, program and mastermind. And it's a great group as well. Other yeah, leaders yeah. that you have as a peer group. Yeah, and um, you know, I've personally been a student of your work as well. Um, and we've had members of our team um, go through, multiple members of our team go through your programs and all of them, or both of them, I should say, because there's two of them have uh, just said wonderful things. And I've seen remarkable de development in their leadership abilities and cross-functional abilities and like the way they've been leading um, so I definitely have seen a marked improvement within our own organization. So thank you for that resource. And for our listeners, if you're an event leader and you have a team or you want to build a team, uh, I highly recommend checking out Annie's uh, website and learning more about her uh, leadership development program or A-plus leader program is uh, a really great program. And there's a lot of other um, awesome leaders in that program that it's a great community to, to network and connect with. So thank yeah. you, Annie, for that resource. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to mention, um, Rudy, it's been a joy to see you and your whole company grow. And, you know, and that you have leaders now who can really take on good responsibilities so that you can do things like a podcast. It's a total delight. It's a total delight to see you guys all grow. And you have some fantastic leaders. Yes, we do. Well, we thank you very much. Uh, many props to our team and, and them. They are A-plus players. So, Thank you, yeah. Annie. Oh, yeah. Uh, any uh, closing comments before we wrap up uh, today's episode? You know, I um, uh, I think to just be compassionate for the human part of business, like, you know, you are working with humans. Um, and if you can just kind of remember that, that humans are messy, but there's still the best way to go. There's still the the you know the salvation for uh, for entrepreneurs, event leaders, growing a business, getting you know more of what they want, and a much and a much greater impact in in other people's lives. Because when you have support, when you have people who can take on responsibility, you can do so much more. hundred percent agree. Yeah, that's a great closing comment. Thank you, Annie. Appreciate that. And uh, for our listeners. Uh, when you if you found value from today's episode, or I highly recommend share this episode with someone who you think would find value from hearing today's message from Annie. And also, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to uh, this particular show. We release a new episode on a weekly basis. So again, thank you, Annie, for being on today. It's been a pleasure having you as our guest. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15 minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez, and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.